I want to download what I am gripped beyond measure. Everyone say Steve's gripped beyond measure. That's good. I'm gripped beyond measure on what Father's revealing to me, which I want to just bring to us here today. And the reality is the challenge, the obstacle, the reality that we may be in, going through, is actually not the greatest obstacle in our life. We know that, don't we? Do you know that? That that which you perceive as your biggest obstacle is not. It's, it's the reality of the situation that we think is insurmountable, that is all-consuming. Sometimes if we're not careful, we will allow it to become bigger than our God. And it's not. It's not. My worst day, my worst day is, can be a very real thing in my world. But my, my God's goodness is better than my worst worst. Does that make sense? God is good. I'm not denying my reality. And I pray you don't deny my reality. But I don't deny your reality. But I've got to elevate my God. I've got to elevate my God. I've got to lift up my God. And what I want to talk about today, and I, and I pray it's just going to drop into your spirit. I don't have notes because I just feel God's stirring something and it's even going to be a bit different to the first. And we're just going to lean in and listen to what Father says. But sometimes we think all we need to do is hear from God. How many people think that's a good thing? When I'm in my situation, I need to hear from God. And I believe that it's an essential that we're ones to hear from God. The Bible says in Revelation 2 and 3 that he who has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Because so often we hear what we're saying. Anyone else or is that just me? We hear what the world's saying. We hear what our boss is saying. We hear what our parents are saying. We, we hear what the TV is saying. We hear what the news is saying. We hear so many voices. And we've got to be careful which voice we listen to. We've got to be careful which voice we listen to. But what I want to drop in our spirit, I want to give you the bottom line, and then I just want to let God just amplify it here today, is I realize that there's an invitation from God that not only hear what He's saying, but to see what He's saying from His perspective. Today, the greatest thing I want to bring into our hearts, into our minds, into our spirits today, church, is not that we just hear from God, but we see as Father wants us to see. Because can I be honest? I have heard God many times over the years. I know what His Word says. There is, my problem is not that I have not heard what God says. Many times your challenge is not that you don't know what God says. It's that we hear what God says, but then we see it from a natural perspective. And what we see is not the fulfillment of what God says or the reality of what God says, but we see many times the opposite. Anyone ever heard what God said and seen the opposite? Anyone had that reality many times? Come on. The challenge is not that I haven't heard. My challenge I'm realizing now, I hope I can drop this in, is that I'm not seeing what God has said as he sees it. I need to see. God opened my eyes to see. God's taking me to Isaiah 43. Verse 18 and 19, and it's a very well-known scripture. But let me read what it says, Holy Spirit move. Anyone that's hungry just says, Holy Spirit move. 
This is what it says in Isaiah 43, verse 18. Isaiah 43, 18, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Just stop, stop, stop. How many people would admit that's a real challenge in your life sometimes? Can we be real? Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Maybe for you it's forget the present. Come on, let's not dwell on the present. Maybe you want to just put in their reality. God come in and saying what you, your reality, past or present. Today I'm giving you an invitation to move beyond living by that. And this is what he says. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. And then it says this, I am doing a new thing now. It springs up. Is that what your Bible says? I'm doing a new thing now. It springs up. It doesn't say that. It says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Father God, help me, help me, help me, help me. My greatest challenge when I know what God has said is not that I haven't heard what God has said. And it's not that God is not doing something. It's that I'm not seeing what God is doing. It's, not, it's that I don't see that God is moving, that God is doing something in my situation, that God is doing something in my kids, that God is doing something in my marriage, that God is doing something in my life. I'm realizing right now that when I know what the Word says, my greatest need in that moment is not to hear another word. Sometimes our focus is I need to hear another word from God. I want to say to your life many times is not to hear another word, is actually to see the current word from Father's perspective. My greatest need is sight right now, not hearing. This might sound weird, but this is a prophetic now word for our lives right now. Your reality, you know what the Bible says. He says, I'll give you a peace that passes understanding that guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The reality is we don't need to hear what he is saying about that situation. We need to see our situation as he sees it. Do you think his perspective is different from ours? I need to see God. God, I need you to give me spiritual sight to see. Uh, go, go with me to Genesis chapter 45. Genesis 45. There's a guy called Joseph. Anyone heard of him? He's a guy that heard. Listen, 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 listen. I'm saying it to your spirits, not your ears. He's a man that heard a word from God, a vision from God, and then his life took a completely different track. Anyone ever been there? Come on. You been there? He had a word from God, a great word from God, and then he went through years, years of contradiction. Ever been through contradiction to what God has said? said one thing but it's not happening how easy is it to get disillusioned how easy it is to get discouraged and it's not because we didn't hear are you, are you hearing what I'm saying it's because I'm not seeing as father wants me to see about the situation I realize that most of my life <laughs> I've heard God speak but I've lived by natural sight I've lived by what I see in the natural. I, I've lived by the things that seem to contradict God's word that I heard because of what I naturally see. Because of what I naturally see. And here we have a man who heard God give a, 
work, Joseph, and then he's sold by his brothers, which contradicted the word. That's a big contradiction. Sold into slavery. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. He was sold to the Ishmaelite traders. He was bought. Come on. He was sold and he was bought. That's a big deal, people. That's a big deal. That's not a little contradiction. Was it a reality? You better believe it was a reality. As a teenager, sold and betrayed by those who were meant to be his greatest protectors and friends. But I heard a word from God. And then he was bought by Potiphar. And he went into the service there. And then he's working. He's doing all he can to honor God in this different situation, even though he had heard a word, but his natural circumstances said the opposite. And then he was falsely accused of rape. Big deal. It's a big deal. And he ended up in prison when he was the one who stood with integrity and fled the situation. Come on. We read stories and gloss over the stories. You have realities where God has spoken and life seems to be contradicting it. And what happens for many times in my life, and I'm just being honest with you, maybe you're, maybe you're better at this than I am. It's not that I didn't hear God. It's that what I see is completely different. Joseph saw something completely different. He ended up in prison. And over all these years, years and years and years of hearing the word of God and seeing something different, I would excuse Joseph for getting a little bit jaded, a little bit discouraged, for fast-forwarding and seeing his life being so different to what God had declared because of what he saw naturally. But let me read, please, let me read Genesis 45, verse 4. And this is, let me just give you context. This is 22 years after his brother sold him into slavery. He was sold at the age of 17. He came out of prison at 30, 13 years of contradictions. He then had seven years of plenty, and then two years into the famine. He's 39 years of age now, 22 years after his brothers sold him. And this is what happened. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Can you imagine what his brother saw at that stage? That ain't, that ain't overly good. I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Now, listen to the word of the Lord. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. And when they had done so, he says, I am your brother, Joseph. Please listen, please listen, please listen. The one you sold into slavery. He did not deny what he went through, his reality, his facts. I am the Joseph, the one you sold into slavery. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been a famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will not be plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on the earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but it was God. You sold me, but God sent me. 
you know what this tells me? This is a man that even when he went through the contradictions, he didn't just base his life on what he heard, but he had a, he had a revelation, God is sending me. He saw from Father's perspective when he was in the pit, God is doing something. When he was in part of his house, God is doing something. He must have had a revelation. He must have had such confidence in the God who is ordering his steps. And I realize that the invitation of God today is this, not that we just hear what he's saying in your situation, but see as Father wants us to see. Would you go with me to Jeremiah chapter 1? Huh. While we're turning there, let me just say a couple of things I feel stirring in my spirit. In your work situation, in your relationship situation, hearing what God says is awesome. But there's been times that God's spoken things to me about a person, about a situation. And that's awesome. But it's not the full picture. The, 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 the most important part is God, now help me to see that person as you see them. So that when I'm with them, I can be who you want me to be. In your work environment, you know, the greatest need that we have is to see those workmates as Father sees them. It's not just to hear something, it's to literally see them as God sees them. Your challenge is to, oh God, help me to see it as you want me to see it. I've realized that so many times, and I'm a prophet, it's about hearing God, hearing God. But man, he's awakening my spirit, and I pray he's going to awaken your spirit even today. That is one thing to hear from God, but I, I want to see that. I want to see it how you see it. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 4 says, The word of the Lord came to me. What's that? Hearing God. The word of the Lord came to me before I formed you in the womb. I knew you before you were born. I set you apart and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Oh, please, I pray the Spirit of God speaks to us. It's awesome to hear what God declares over our life. Have you read the Bible? Have you read what God declares over your life? That He's got a plan, plan to prosper you, not to harm you, give you hope in the future? Have you read what it says that He comes to give you peace and joy and righteousness? Have you come and you read that He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper? Come on, it's awesome to hear. But then what happens is often when we hear what God says, then we see our reality and we discount what God says. This is what it says. God came and spoke over my life and said, I've called you to be a prophet. And then Jeremiah says, Sovereign Lord, I don't know how to speak. I'm only a child. <laughs> I don't know how to... I feel like he's saying to God, um, I know you've said this, but do you not see the reality of my life? Do you not see that I'm young? Do you not see that I can't speak eloquently? It's amazing how often when God speaks to us, we disqualify ourselves when God says, but hang on, I've qualified you. 
Not because we didn't hear. I, I, I hope I just get this so simply. Please, Wendy, I hope I get this simply. It's not because I didn't hear. It's because I'm not seeing what I heard from Father's perspective. I'm seeing it from my perspective. Was his reality that he was young? Yes. Was he seeing accurately? Yes. Did he not know what to say? Yes. And he's shifted from what he heard God say to what he naturally saw. And I wonder so many times in our lives we've heard God say something, but we don't step into it because of what we naturally see. God's called you and graced you and gifted you, but God, you know my situation. You know where my family's at. You know where my finances are. You know where my house is at. God, you're not seeing it accurately. Come on, people. You're not seeing it accurately. Maybe you're too high up to see from my perspective. This is all about spiritual sight right here. Maybe it's the same thing with Moses when God came to Moses and said, I've called you to go and speak to Pharaoh and deliver my people. Come on, he heard what God said, but he straight away came and said, no, no, no. no you, God, you're not seeing properly. I stutter. I can't even get the words out. He came, Jesus said to the disciples, there's a crowd of 5,000 plus women plus children. And Jesus says to him, the people are hungry. I want you to feed them. The disciples, they had no problem hearing Jesus. But again, I think they must have been thinking, Jesus, um, you're not seeing clearly. We've got no food. Hmm. They saw through natural eyes. In all of these cases, hey, come on, think about Abraham and Sarah. God said, Abraham, you're going to have a, a son in your old age. And Sarah heard the word of the Lord. But she's thinking, you're not obviously seeing how old I am. You're missing the reality. The reality. Oh, wow. Gosh. Come on. The reality. Father, just drop something in my spirit. I wonder if too much of my life has been me trying to get God to see my reality rather than me seeing from Father's perspective about what he said. I can go home right now after that. Did you hear me? This is just exploding my spirit. God, you need to see my reality. You're not seeing it. You don't get it. You don't get how much I struggle with fear. You don't get how much I struggle with anxiety. You don't get that you said this about me, but look at my situation. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. And God goes, I see your reality, but I need you to see as I see. And impossibility is my starting point. Jeremiah, you're called to be a prophet. No, 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 not me. I can't, I can't, I can't. And listen to the word of the Lord. God said to Jeremiah, do not say, I am too young. Do not say. And I said in the first service, I want to say over your service, into your, into your spirit right now. Please, please, please hear the word of the Lord. You've heard God say something. You've looked at your reality. You think God hasn't seen your reality. And we're speaking to our reality from what we naturally see. And God says, will we stop speaking about what we naturally see when God has said something? The Bible says faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's what the Bible says, isn't it? Hebrews 11.6, without faith, you can't please God. But Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what we do not see. The evidence of what we do not see naturally, you've got to see it spiritually. 
And this is what God says in Jeremiah, I've called you to be a prophet to the nations. He goes, and then God, he says, I can't, I, I, I'm, I don't know how to speak, I'm too young. And God said to him, stop saying that. Stop saying that. I will, he said, don't be afraid of them. I will rescue you. I will rescue you. It's not always easy. I will rescue you. When you do God's word work, it's not always easy. But then he came and he upped the ante. And this is what God said to him. He said, now the Lord reached out his hand and he touched my mouth. And he said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Listen, I want you to get this progression and, and, and hear what God is saying to us today. God spoke a word. God's speaking to me many times and he's spoken to you many times. You've read the Bible. You've opened the word of God and it says something about your life. And your reality says the opposite. Your reality says the opposite. And the reality gets our focus more than what God said. And sometimes we talk about the reality. And God says, today we're going to change our language because there's life and death in the power of our tongue. Sometimes we talk about our reality more than our God. Sometimes we talk about our problems more than about our God. It's not a denial of it. It's just an elevation of our God. Come on, lift them up, lift them up, fix your eyes on him. But then when, when God says, come on, we changed your language. Now let me tell you that that which I declared about you, you're called to be a prophet. Let me tell you, it's even bigger than you originally thought. What God has got over your life is bigger than what you currently know. But then we hear the most important part. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah again and said, now, let me ask you, what do you see? This is why this is so important. When God declared over him that I'm calling you to be a prophet, what did Jeremiah speak about? He spoke about the fact that I'm young, I don't know how to speak. What is that? He spoke to what he saw naturally. God said, we've got to stop speaking to what we see naturally. We've got to stop speaking to our reality. We've got to stop speaking about the fact that we can't because X, Y, Z. Come on. So many people in this room, you know that God has called you to whatever it may be. And we go, I can't because. Anyone ever been there? I've been there. I've been there. And it might not be just about doing something for God. It's about what God wants to do in me. Oh, I, I need you to get this in your spirit right now. You, some of you have heard me talk about this. I'm transparent because I don't want you to think this is easy. We're, we're on this together. I've struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with fear. And God's been taking me on a journey deeper and deeper because I've heard the word, but I've seen my reality. And I've focused on my reality. And it's not that I didn't hear the word. The problem was it's not that I didn't hear the word. And it's not that I didn't know my reality. I'm realizing that God is taking me into a place where he says, this is what we need, Steve. You need to see what I've said as I want you to see it. And he comes to Jeremiah after he said, I called you to be a prophet. And Jeremiah says, I can't. Here's my reality. And God says, let's stop talking about that reality like that because it's big. And he comes again. He says, you answered when I said you're called to be a prophet by what you naturally saw. Then he comes to him a second time. God Almighty comes to you and I today a second time. And he says, now let me ask you again. Through what eyes are you looking? Through what eyes are you looking? 
you know that challenge? Are we still looking naturally? Are we still looking naturally? Are we still looking at my reality? That God you're not looking at? He goes, no, no, I, I know your reality. But I, I know that the spiritual is greater than the natural. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I can't, God, because look at my reality. He goes, no, no, no. I need to lift you up to see as Father wants me to see. About Joseph, this is my reality. No, he didn't have that mindset. He had this mindset that I'm seeing that Father has declared something. I trust him and he's bringing me through. And he says, what do you see? And Jeremiah responded this time, not talking about his reality. I'm young and I don't know what to say. But he said this, I see the branch of an almond tree. What is that? This was not his physically, there was a tree before him. He was having a vision from God. He was seeing something that Father was showing him. Please hear me. And then the Lord responded, you are seeing correctly. You are seeing correctly. You are seeing correctly. But hang on. I was seeing correctly before God when I said I was young. No, 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 no. Yes, that was a reality. That was a fact. But it wasn't seen correctly because it was seen by natural sight. And I need you to see by spiritual sight. You heard me, but then you responded naturally. I want you to hear me and ask me to show you, give you a revelation spiritually of what I'm saying. Now, he says, now you are seeing correctly, and I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. God fulfills his word when we see it as Father wants us to see, not as we see from the point of our reality. I don't know if this... It's clear what I'm saying to us here today. Maybe it's, we can't put a five step, but I, I'm not saying that. As we, as we start to bring this together, huh, I realize, I, can I take my marriage? It's real, marriage. I know what the Bible says. I know what God says about my marriage and how I should love my wife and give myself up. So my problem at times is not that I don't know what God says. I pray you get the simplicity of what I'm saying. My problem and your problem many times is not that we don't know what God says. Can we be real right now? It's not that we don't know what God says. Is that we know what God says, but we see it from a natural perspective, not as Father wants us to see it. In my marriage, I don't need to say, God, please give me a word. Please give me a word. My greatest prayer at the moment is, Father, would you help me to see my wife as you want me to see her? Father, would you help me to see her from your perspective? My precious wife, Sally. See, otherwise I'm focusing on my reality, and really I'm focusing on me. But God, I didn't create her, you created her. I didn't love her first, you loved her first. I don't have plans, you got plans. And so God, I don't need another word to hear. I actually need to see her as you see her. Can you see the reality of what I'm saying? God, would you open my eyes? And I can tell you right now, <clears throat> I won't get emotional, but even this weekend being here, I feel like I'm seeing her more and more as Father sees her. The the communication going backwards and forwards between her and I is 
at a deeper level than it's been before. Not because I've heard God say something. Love her as I love the But I'm seeing her. I'm having my spiritual eyes open to see her as Father sees her. This is what I'm, all what I'm saying is bringing it down to this. Some of us are in a relational challenge right now. And we think, what's going to change this? I, I tell you in part what will change it, and it will change it because it might not change the situation, but it will change the outcome for you is this. Not that I hear, God, would you please speak to me about this situation? That's not the greatest prayer in your life, in my life, in this church's life right now. Please, almighty God, bring this into clarity in our minds. Our greatest thing is not, God, I need to hear what you're saying. It's, God, I need to see this person as you see them. That's my greatest need. That's my greatest prayer. What would happen that's, if the person that we're just praying would change? Huh. We actually saw them as Father saw them. I wonder if that would change how we respond. God, I need to see as you want me to see so that I can be who you want me to be in that situation. It can't be one size fits all. It can't be. Sometimes we look at Jesus again, please. We look at Jesus and we think he was just always meek and mild. He's just always gentle. Have you read your Bible? I'll tell you the power of Jesus' life that connected people to the Father. It wasn't just that he heard what God told him to do. It's that he actually saw as Father wanted him to see. I don't do anything unless but what I see my Father doing. When he was talking to a woman at a well who'd been married five times and currently living with another man she was not married to, he was different to her than he was to the scribes and Pharisees who were, come on. And he was different to them to he was to Zacchaeus up a tree as he was different to Nicodemus and different to Mary and Martha when Lazarus died none of that was based on just hearing it was he saw the person and the situation as father was seeing it which empowered him to be in that moment who father wanted him to be so that people could step towards father don't lose the simplicity of what I'm saying Steve, you're saying a lot. What are you saying? This is what I'm saying. It's awesome to hear from God. It's awesome to know what God says in His Word. And this, man, we need that foundation. But after hearing, then you say, God, please, would you help me to see this person, this situation, this circumstance as you see it. As you see it. 